0: What is going on, friends? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your next order. What's going on, everybody? Billy Aracetti back with you guys here as we enter the weekend, and training camps are now well underway. We're finally on the field, getting the helmets on, and we're inching closer now to the real football stuff, which actually starts at the beginning of next week. So it's really exciting here. Uh, we're getting closer. Uh, unfortunately, you know, a little bittersweet, obviously. this is, um, This was supposed to be the first full week of the preseason. I was supposed to be on here recapping the Panthers' preseason opener against the Jaguars, but obviously that is not going to happen. But... Doesn't mean we don't have stuff to talk about. We're going to wrap up our training camp primer, as it were, with uh, the help of Joe Persons' uh, 80-man primer over at The Athletic. We've got two position groups left. We're going to talk about the defensive backs, and then we're going to lump in the three specialists in there as well. So we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Really excited. Of course, we've gone through all the other position groups, over the last couple of weeks, uh, it's been a lot of fun to kind of dive into these players a little bit and kind of see uh, again with the help of Joe Person looking at his great primer. Again, you can check it out on the Athletic. And so, you know, without further ado, I think we're going to jump right into it. We got uh, so in total, we got 18 players to talk about here: 15 on the secondary and eight, or excuse me, three on the uh, the specialists. So we'll start. With Dante Jackson, who pretty much now is uh, the veteran leader, as it were, or like the, in terms of, you know, having spent a couple years in Carolina, since of course James Bradbury is now with the New York Giants, and Ross Cockrell actually is going back to the Giants. So uh, Dante Jackson is kind of the uh, the seasoned vet, as it were, in Carolina. Joe writes, There's never been any question about Jackson's speed, which EA Sports recognized by making Jackson its fastest rated cornerback in Madden 21. What's plagued Jackson in his first two seasons is occasionally playing outside the scheme and other lapses in coverage. With James Bradbury now in New York, the Panthers need Jackson to take a big step forward. You know, we touched on Jackson, how he, you know, had a good rookie season with four interceptions, but then kind of. Slipped up a little bit in his sophomore season, but now entering his third year, which, as we know, is typically the breakout year for a lot of these young players, and, and with a new system, so a chance for him to you know start over, as it were, but to kind of a fresh start for Dante Jackson, and now a chance to be one of the leaders in the in this secondary, especially at the cornerback group. So big opportunity for Jackson to step up here. Um, so really excited to see what he can do, um, you know. And he's going to have. Um, it's not like he has to have all the pressure on him because, as we'll get into in a minute, of course, uh, the veteran that the Panthers brought in in free agency in Eli Apple. So you know, if Dante Jackson can uh, can continue to step up, continue his development, and maybe have the breakout year that we uh, that we hope that he has, then uh, he could finally. You know, he just has to put the package together. Again, we know he has the speed. He just has to kind of put all the pieces together. And the Panthers, you know, hopefully can finally have something in him after taking him in the third round a couple of years ago. But now he's got Eli Apple opposite him. And as Joe wrote, it seems like Apple's been in the NFL forever. The Panthers are his third team since he was drafted 10th overall in 2016. But he's still only twenty. well now he's 25, uh, and the Panthers hope he can become more consistent under the tutelage of secondary coach Jason Simmons, who spent the last nine seasons in Green Bay. And we know Green Bay has built themselves a pretty nice, uh, pretty nice secondary. In fact, I believe Peter Bukowski just the other day on Locked on Packers focused one of his episodes on one of the young studs at the cornerback position, not just for the Packers, but the entire NFL. And that's Jair Alexander. Now Eli Apple's going to get a chance to learn from the coach that's helped develop Jair Alexander in Jason Simmons. And, um, you know, Apple, obviously, he had his struggles with the Giants. A lot of talk, a lot of people, of course, felt that he was overdrafted. Not, not a lot of thought he should have been in the top 10. Uh, but then he gets traded to the Saints and kind of resurrects himself a little bit. Had a solid run uh, last year with the Saints. And now he gets a chance to be one of the veteran leaders here with the Panthers, you know, to kind of tutor Dante Jackson on the field. And then, of course, you got some of the young guys that they brought in through the draft. So, a uh, big opportunity here, I think, for Eli Apple. And again, kind of like with Dante Jackson, another chance for a fresh start, uh, new coaching staff. And. Uh, so even for Dante Jackson, you get the guy like Jason Simmons who again has built guys like um, like Jair Alexander, like Haha ha Clinton Dix, like uh, Darnell Savage, uh, Green Bay, like I said, they've they've developed some good defensive backs over the last couple of seasons. so we'll see if that can hold true in Carolina with guys like Jackson and Apple and then we get to their and even this next guy, their fourth round pick from this draft class. Troy Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame. Joe wrote on him. Pride showed off his speed with a 4.440 at the combine. The time he was set, the time he said he was disappointed with, he ran a hand time 4.3 while at Notre Dame. If Pride can quickly learn Phil Snow's defensive system, he could push Apple for a starting role. I talked about Pride even before the Panthers drafted him, or before I drafted him. Excuse me, because if you go back to the Senior Bowl. Um, I became a, a real big fan of Troy Pride. I thought he had a really nice week down in Mobile. You know, obviously, um, stuff he still needs to work on. But I thought uh, with some of the better, you know, especially with the receiver class that was down in Mobile, I thought guys like Pride and uh, Darnay Holmes were some of the the. I shouldn't say lesser known guys, but the guys that uh, obviously weren't at the top of the class that we know ended up going later in the draft. That I thought showed that they could be pretty good players in this league. So I thought the Panthers did well getting a guy like Pride in the fourth round, and um, I, th- I think eventually he's going to work his way into the starting lineup. You know, maybe he could play inside a little bit. Maybe he'll battle e- battle Eli Apple for the outside spot. So pride's going to be a guy i'm really intrigued with uh as we go through this training camp and kind of the early portions of his rookie season so pride's definitely one guy i'm going to have uh, my eye on and then you get to the other cornerback that the panthers drafted in 2020 and that was stanley thomas oliver out of florida international in the seventh round joe rolled on him Matt Rule praised Thomas Oliver last week for his speed, length, and coachability, saying he's the type of player the Panthers want to develop. The only thing Thomas Oliver lacks is experience. He was a wideout until Butch Davis switched him to defense at Florida International. Exactly. It's the, we, we've talked about that in the past as well. Thomas Oliver only has two years of experience at cornerback, but i tell you what... In a short time, he really picked up the game really well. I mean, you watch a bit of film on him; he he learned quickly, and he, he could tell he's very coachable. And in a short time, he became one of the better defensive backs in the uh, in Conference USA. He made um, made their postseason All Star teams. Uh, so, I mean, the fact that, and we talked about this a little bit too with. Uh, Noah Igbenogany, these players that had to convert in the middle of their college careers but they learned the game so quickly it's just you know because it's it's never easy especially in college when you have to when you have to switch positions and but I mean on the flip side I guess of that too wide receiver and cornerback I mean you're almost kind of thinking, similar things when you're playing one versus the other. And if you're having to, you know, when you're thinking there's a wide receiver going up against the cornerback or then if you flip the corner against the receiver, because you obviously know the routes that are being run and you can understand how to defend them. So in that sense, it wasn't a, a, a huge transition, but still, you know, you're, you're still learning, obviously, new techniques. And again, it's, for just a short amount of time, the fact that uh, he became one of the top players in his conference, I think, is just very telling. So it's just more he he just needs time to develop, but I think he's going to get there, and um, I think he can eventually work his way into one of a into a very reliable player on this defense. So uh, the two rookies here, Pride and Thomas Oliver, I think are definitely guys to keep an eye on as we go forward. Two of the two of the sleeper picks, I guess we could say, from this draft class and then we move over to the safety position start of course with Trey Boston who is now the leader really uh, not especially at the safety position we talked about Dante Jackson among the corners Trey Boston obviously is uh, is the guy Joe writes after a series of three one-year contracts with three teams Boston received a three-year deal worth 18 million to stay with the Panthers Boston was an excellent glue guy after Ron Rivera was fired, doing his best to keep the locker room together while the season unraveled. His 11 interceptions over the past three seasons are the second most among safeties during that stretch. Yeah, it's been really awesome to see Trey Boston. And remember, when he first came to Carolina, they didn't sign him till late, and there were people wondering, why is Trey Boston still unsigned? You know, he had a, he had a solid... Of course, he had the first stint with Carolina, and then he went to Arizona. And then he went to the Chargers, and I thought he played really well when he was with the Chargers. And then he finally came back to the Panthers and really solidified himself now as one of the, the leaders of this defense. And, you know, he started off a little slow, but he also came to the team pretty late. They were already in the middle of training camp when Boston arrived there. But quickly picked things up. And now he's going to be a guy, you know, especially with a lot of young players, uh, not just in the secondary, but in among the entire defense, Boston's going to be the guy that everybody looks up to. So he's going to be one of the leaders and um, even looking at last year, that's a role that he clearly relishes. So uh, Boston's going to be one of the key cogs for a team that obviously is going through a lot of change. But having that bit of continuity is uh is going to be key for this team. So you know, especially with a new coaching staff, it'll help kind of blend everything together. And then we stay at the or the safety position with another of their free agent signings from this season, Justin Burris. The Panthers added the ex-NC State standout in free agency to replace Eric Reed at strong safety. He's coming off a career year with Cleveland, with two interceptions and seven breakups or seven pass breakups. And he could also see action at nickel, and that was the thing we talked about when Burris was signed. It's that versatility that he has. You know, he can play safety, he can play in the box, he can do a bunch of different things. And as we've said, the uh, the early the early look right now, and we felt this earlier this offseason, is that Trey Boston and Justin Burris are going to be the two starting safeties. Uh, with Boston at free and, or yeah, Boston at free and Burris at strong. And, you know, Burris is still young, uh, but he he moves well. And he'll be another, he'll just be another one of those leaders. He's a guy that's obviously the Panthers, you know, he was a cheap option. It was only $4 million a year, but he's a guy that with a young team like this, he can come in and uh, get some good reps and just kind of, Again, just be one of the leaders of this defense, at least uh, in the early portion of this rebuild. So uh, obviously a lot of reworking here on the defense. We'll get to some of the other guys uh, in a little bit, including obviously one of my favorite draft picks and uh, just one of my favorite new players now on this defense. We'll get to that in a minute. But before we get into that, of course, we got to give a shout out to our friends over at... BuiltBar.com. They are back with us. They are absolutely incredible, and so excited that they're back because they have a brand new Built Bar that's even deliciouser, if that's a word, or more candy barer, as it were. As um, the the bars are fluffier, and uh, they you know they reworked their formula and. They've even added some new flavors. They've got uh, their 12 original flavors, and they've got six brand new flavors for you guys to try, including Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barsia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. And they've also got the 12 original flavors that you guys know and love. Coconut almond, raspberry, german chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, almond, or excuse me, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. And Bilt Bar, of course, as you guys know, they're great for if you're if you want to lose weight, or just as a snack on the go, if you're just craving some chocolate, Bilt Bars are perfect for that. And they, of course, are low in calorie low in sugar, high in protein, high in, fiber, high in fiber, and even great for a keto diet. You know, like, for example, uh, the new Cherry Barsia only has 17 grams of protein and 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and the new Cookies and Creams, basically the same as the Cherry Barsia. So, low in, cal- or low in calories, high in protein, and just very, very delicious. And so, the special offers they've got going on, they're giving away a free cooler with the purchase. Now, this is while supplies last, and this will only last for about a week or so. So, uh, if you want the free cooler, you better jump on it now. And of course, we'll help you save some money as well. Use the promo code LOCKED ON, and you get $10 off your next order. So, promo code LOCKED ON gets you $10. Off your order at BuiltBar.com. And while supplies last, they are giving away a free cooler with a purchase. BuiltBar.com. Very excited that they are back with us. So as we jump back into this, talking about the rest of the uh, the defensive backs here, I mentioned one. Of, we'll talk about one of my favorite players, and that, of course, as you guys have probably already known from previous episodes, Jeremy Chin, the safety out of Southern Illinois. Uh, the second-round pick was a no-star recruit coming out of his Indianapolis high school before hitting a growth spurt and starring at Southern Illinois. The Panthers love his size, speed, and athleticism, Plus his ability to play safety and linebacker, you know that was the big thing we talked, especially at the senior or at the well at the Senior Bowl too, but uh, at the combine as well. A lot of people made notes of chin size, six one over two hundred pounds, and the way he just moves around the football. And I've said many times, he is basically the light version, as it were, of Isaiah Simmons player of course a lot of people thought the panthers are going to take at number seven overall but they were able to get chin at the back end at actually the very end the last pick of round two after making that trade with the seahawks chin of course talked to the media the other day and he's excited to play just about every position uh, for the panthers it, it seems like they're going to move him around and he's going to be that versatile chess piece that a rebuilding defense like the Panthers will really covet. So, Chin's going to be fun to watch over the next few years. So, uh, Panthers fans obviously were very happy at the time, and they just have to continue to be thrilled with uh, the prospects that Jeremy Chin can bring to this Panthers defense. And again, not just secondary, because they could drop him in the box as well. They could really move him around. So, He's going to be a really nice flex player for the Panthers going forward. So excited to see him in full gear. Uh, Another draft pick that I think brings some intrigue, Kenny Robinson, their fifth-round pick uh, out of West Virginia and the XFL. Joe Person wrote on him, Robinson will always be the answer to a trivia question after becoming the first player drafted from the now-defunct XFL, though of course the XFL might possibly get rebooted now that The Rock is part owner. Uh, Joe went on to write, "Then Robinson, who was expelled from West Virginia due to academic integrity issues, displayed good range and ball skills in the XFL. He also did so at West Virginia. I mean, you saw um, you saw a lot of great ability from Robinson both at his time at West Virginia." And the XFL, but obviously it was the character issues there, the the whole suspension or the exp- expulsion there, obviously uh, killed his draft stock. But you know, in the fifth round, that's that's about the s- spot where he started. Of course, just kind of, kind of taking gambles, I guess, on players, and um, you know, Robinson has obviously grown from those and was one of the better players. When he was in the XFL, and now he's going to get a shot here in the NFL. I think he can uh, he could be a solid, you know, gives a good depth to start, and will probably help out on special teams a little bit. But uh, as he develops, I think he's another rookie here that could eventually work his way into the starting lineup. I mean, it would not surprise me at all if within the next say three years. All seven draft picks from this heat, from this draft class, all become starters on this defense. It's entirely possible that you could have uh, Derek Brown and Bravion Roy both starting on the defensive line. You could have Yitor Grossmotos at one of the edge spots. Jeremy Chin is one of your safeties. You know Kenny Robinson could be the other safety. Uh, or at least Chin could be at nickel or at linebacker. He could get in there. Troy Pride could be one of the outside corners. And then maybe Thomas Oliver could be one of the starters as well. I mean, it's not out of the question that you could be looking at at least six and possibly all seven being starters somewhere on this defense within the next couple of years. And as we kind of roll through here, Corn Elder back with the Panthers. Uh, Joe wrote now in his second stint with the Panthers elder has a shot to win one of the backup jobs, but the former fifth rounder from Miami will need to improve his coverage skills. You know, I was certainly high on elder, uh, when he came out of Miami, I remember watching him at the senior bowl, um, but kind of fell out of favor a little bit last year and ended up being one of the final cuts. Um, and of course landing with the giants, but now he's back, back with the Panthers. Um, you know he's still kind of versatile but it seems like inside is um is going to be his spot so we'll see how the competition goes there TJ Green Green was a second round pick by Indianapolis in 2016 but the safety from Clemson has failed to find footing with three former teams he left the Seahawks in 2018 3 weeks after signing with them, you know, so we'll see what happens with T.J. Green having bounced around the league a little bit, but he'll compete for one of the backup spots and maybe some special teams. You know, we'll see where he, where a guy like him, fits in here. Uh, Cole Luke finally saw the field last season after spending his rookie season on IR and his second season on the Panthers practice squad. So it was nice to see him finally. Get some work in. You know, injuries certainly hurt him, and then he was uh, obviously working to build off that. But uh, another guy that can give you some solid special teams value, I think. Natrell Jamerson, another special teams, uh, another solid player on special teamers. The Panthers claimed Jamerson off waivers from Green Bay at roster cutdowns last year. He played in five games, mostly on special teams, before going on IR with a foot injury. So we'll see if he sticks around as one of the leaders on the the special teams unit. Quinn Blanding, the former Virginia safety, ended his college career with more tackles than anyone in ACC history but Keekley Blanding spent last season on Carolina's practice squad. He was another guy that uh, showed well in, in the Senior Bowl the year he was coming out of Virginia. Um, solid tackler and another guy that I think can... You know work his way into a depth role at the safety position and you know give you some special teams value with uh, how well he tackles Derek thomas followed rule from temple to baylor where he had one interception in 11 starts in 2018 spent time with seattle and pittsburgh last year so you know, the Matt, having that Matt Rule connection is never a bad thing, especially when you follow him from Temple to Baylor. So now he's followed him from Temple to Baylor to the Carolina Panthers. So that's always fun to follow your college coach like that. And then Miles Hart, Hartsfield, one of the undrafted free agents, uh, was an All-America triple jumper in high school in New Jersey, signed with the Panthers after going undrafted out of Ole Miss. And so those are your 15 defensive backs on the Panthers' roster right now, at least at the time that Joe did this primer, which at this point is now about two weeks ago. Uh, But for the most part, everything's still the same from when he wrote this. Uh, Good group, I think. Uh, But obviously a lot of youth on this group. You you have the, the veteran leadership, obviously, with Trey Boston, and to some extent dante jackson but dante jackson this is a big year for him like i said you've got eli apple in the mix now he's obviously a bit of a veteran but this is his first year with the panthers but again the fact that everything's new you know brand new coaching staff it's pretty much a fresh start for just about everybody so in the in this unique year it's going to be really really interesting to watch how this defense kind of gels together and what this coaching staff can do with them and then last but not least we'll wrap it up with the three specialists we'll just run through them real quick here what joe wrote starting with kicker joey sly the panthers showed their faith in swole kicker when they released veteran graham Gano a couple weeks ago sly showed off a big leg last year setting a team record with a league leading eight field goals longer than 50 yards but he needs to get more consistent after missing seven field goals and four extra points so yeah that, that needs to get cleaned up but again the fact that he booted eight 50 plus yarders you know just shows that the team uh, has a lot of faith in him so if they don't get deep into opponent territory, they can feel pretty comfortable uh, with getting three points out of the out of the drive here. And then of course a new face now at the the punter position now that Michael Polarty, is on the non-football injury list, and that, of course, is Joseph Charlton. Barring a poor showing at camp, the undrafted rookie from South Carolina will be the Panthers' punter after Michael Pilardi was placed on the non-football injury list with a torn ACL. Charlton left South Carolina as the Gamecocks' career punting leader with a 45.5-yard average and owns the Gamecocks' top two single-season marks, highlighted by his 47.7-yard mark last year. So... Solid replacement for Michael Pilardi. And then, if he has a good year, we talked about Michael Pilardi's contract. It's possible that Pilardi could be a cap casualty in 2021. So, Charlton could be the guy going forward. And then, last of the specialists, and ironically enough, and in a fact that might only interest me, but all three specialists all have the first initial of J. Joey Sly, Joseph Charlton, and then Long Snapper. J.J. Jansen. The roster turnover over the past two seasons left the 34-year-old Jansen as the Panthers' longest-tenured player. Jansen's 176 career games are tied with Thomas Davis for third most in franchise history, behind only John Casey, 221, and Steve Smith, 182. So, quick math obviously tells you that if Jansen plays seven games this season he will move into second place in the on the franchise list for career games but he would obviously still need to play a couple more seasons to catch John Casey I mean 176 that's 35 shy of uh, John Casey so he would have to play at least three more seasons it would be into that third season that he he could possibly become the franchise leader in career games, but you know never over uh, never overlook the long snapper, especially when you have a, a rookie punter in Joseph Charlton and a second-year kicker in Joey Sly. But that's it. That's eighty players that we've talked about now over the last uh, the last couple of weeks. That's uh, that's where the Panthers stand now. Heading into training again, there were a couple changes. As we went through these 80 players, uh, but these are the guys here, and now we could really start getting into some football stuff because that's uh, because we're now getting into phase three of the uh, the training camp schedule, which again can kind of start really ramping up the football stuff as we count down to September 13th and the Panthers opener. Against the Raiders, so really exciting. Again, a little bittersweet that we should have been talking about a preseason game instead of instead of just the the beginning training camp roster. But uh, that's 2020 in a nutshell for you. But uh, we should have football coming back soon. Again, we'll see. Hopefully soon if there's going to be any word whether uh, whether there will be fans at any of the games
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: But that'll do it. That'll wrap up the positional previews here. Uh, I think what I do want to do at some point too, I actually just bought the football almanac 2020 edition so i want to touch on that and the uh and warren sharp's uh books we'll we'll dig into the panthers chapters on those books at some point as well so we'll we'll touch on that and uh whatever else pops up in the world of the carolina panthers but that'll do it for this week thank you guys so much for tuning in as always and making me a part of your day hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and we will see you next time right here on lop until then take care my friends
1: if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this off season look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast